Hello and welcome to Drop the Ball. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Jackson is on my right. We're back in Drop the Ball Studio One as well. We are. Which is Feels very, good. very nice. Feels good. Two hours to the, what is that? West? West? East. West. west. You were right. Was it west? Yeah, good yeah, lord. West. I don't oh. know. What, I don't know what directions are. I'm go back to third grade. But here's the deal. This <laughs> is the second straight week that Jackson and I are by ourselves. So we're just like, Wow. Uh, we really need a third person. And so what I did is I called, you remember, I don't know if you guys remember, but, uh, our, they forget? I, I, that's what I'm saying. He's, he's been on three episodes already. So it's more than Josh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Josh is never here anymore. Yeah. So I called Colden the, our, uh, our saints correspondent. Is that what Saint, we our, yeah, Saints and our, NFL yeah. correspondent. And he uh, is here with us tonight. So thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Thank you, guys. I'm like an honorary member at this point. Exactly. Like we just said, you've been here longer than Josh. So yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Josh is Josh is not here like <laughs> at all anymore. I called him and he was just like, "I got rehearsal for something." I'm like, "Dude, it's I, I can I can be Josh." That's exactly. You, just, you refer to me as Josh. You're already doing like three different roles in like a show <laughs> you're doing. So yeah, you can just play Josh. Yeah. While you're, while why you're not? Doing. Why not? But uh, we Easy are work. gonna get into it first we're going to start with the coffin corner and then colden's here to rush around the nfl with us just for a little bit and uh with some arrowhead shop talk mixed in and then we'll end it with uh, america's favorite segment drop the ball find them fellas because i need to find one by that point too i think i have one but it's kind of a cop-out so i'm gonna try to find a better one okay well we didn't talk about it before so we'll just have to see do you have one colden Hell yeah, I have one. Because I come prepared. prepared. (laughs) This is his fourth episode, and he's been already ready. Yeah, so we are going to start with the Kaufman Corner. Mm -hmm. So, Jackson. Yes. I have to to just... I have to put this out here, because I am quite interested. When will they put it all together? Because we have (laughs) days to where the bullpen is nails like it was on Sunday against the Cardinals. Literally didn't allow anything, but Chris Bubich shat the bed. So he it, pissed himself. It, it yeah. just, it, so it was bad. Yeah. But then, the, so the bullpen's good. And then days where we have the offense, it's been rare, but the offense somehow figures out what they're doing. And then we have days where the, the young starters go six innings, seven innings, and they only give up like two runs. And you're like, that's a great start. Yeah. like But I mean, we just can't score for them. Yeah. It just it's, doesn't make sense to me. Well, and then sometimes our no offense, sense. sometimes our offense will be like it was last night where it's like the, literally everyone except for like one person gets a hit and like, we just like hit the piss out of the ball. And I don't know if we should know, be like, just, Oh, this is just, it's just uh that's baseball. I, no. I think, I mean, I've said it once. I'll say it again. I think part of it's just rebuild. I mean, I think it is. You've got a, I mean, you've got a lot of young players that you're trying to like really get consistent, and sometimes that doesn't quite happen. So I mean, um, I think this team has some really good potential chemistry, which is awesome. And there's a lot of young talent who's still trying to figure themselves out a, a little bit, um, but they're getting there. Um, I, I think the lineup is like three people, three additions away. Yeah, from being. From having like four all stars, two on of the, oh, and two of those are coming up next year. Yeah, two of those are next year, and barring a a, a strike. Yeah. But <laughs> oh shit, that yeah. actually might happen. They, that might that might that's, happen. That's a strike a, might happen. That's that's but, a I mean, story for another day. If, yeah, if they don't bring them up, if they don't bring them up this season, that doesn't really affect their yeah so time as much. So. I would just like to say when the Royals were losing seven to nothing on Sunday, I started putting together a potential lineup for the Royals in 2022. It it, it includes Salvador Perez at catcher, of course, of Nick course. Prado at first, Nicky Lopez slash Adalberto Mondesi at second. Third base, Hunter Dozer slash Nicky Lopez slash Emmanuel Rivera. I have no idea. <laughs> Someone. <laughs> Someone. Shortstop, Bobby Wood Jr. Left field, Andrew Benintendi. Center field, Edward Olivares. Right field, Whit Merrifield. DH, Carlos Santana. Slash, if they wanted to sign somebody, be my guest. Yeah. Um, and then Isabel Gallagher, Lopez, Fox, Rivera, possibly on the bench. Like, and I don't think that's bad. Well, but, and, but and, also here's the deal too: is that we said this this year. Wow, yeah. there's no holes in this lineup, and fucking Hunter Dozier goes well, out there. Yeah, to be fair, we couldn't have guessed that Hunter Dozier right. was going to get injured, or and, Jorge Soler didn't know what he was doing, yeah. and we somehow got a, a yeah. minor league arm out of him. Still, yeah. I'd say, I mean, as much as he hasn't quite done exactly what we wanted, you can't say that Michael A. Taylor hasn't at least lived up to expectations. <laughs> yes, but he's at least uh, been what we expected. You but know? I'll I'll keep hitting the I'll keep like hitting the dead horse of we should have yeah, traded him. We like, should have traded him. 
I also just also I don't think he'll come up like early next season, but be on the lookout for MJ Melendez, man. Um, yeah, I don't that know. That dude could be a DH. He hits well enough to be a DH, yeah. and it's uh, he's it's just, athletic enough. It's so enough. weird because I don't know how he runs and how well he moves. Well, here's the deal. The thing that's so weird to me about MJ Melendez is that the ball just pops off the bat, and it he's, oh no, looks like he's yeah. not even trying. No, yeah, it's crazy, and it, it's he crazy. like goes completely off balance, and then it's just somehow it's over the fence. I'm like, yeah, huh? So here's so here's I don't know if that's like triple A or double A or triple A. Like keeping the ball up, well, and that's and happening. But he's been golfing yeah. them too. Well, it's the same. It's the same issue that like like him and Nick Prado were having very similar issues, and then the Royals yeah. revamped their whole like approach to teaching hitting, and like they both just immediately <sighs> changed. Yeah. I think, I genuinely think I don't I, I don't know how well he moves, but he looks crazy athletic for a catcher. There's potential. I'm, this is gonna sound crazy. There's potential that if we don't if we aren't able to re-sign Andrew Benintendi, he plays left field. Um. MJ he, Melendez? Yes. He ha hear me out. Oh Jesus. He he can hit the piss out of the ball. I mean, he could hit the ball and be one of the top okay. offensive left fielders in the game. Okay. Um, if you look at that man, he's not huge. Like he, he's a tall dude. Yeah, but but he's athletic as fuck. So like are you talking about like Carl Kyle Schwarbering him and like I'm i I'm talking about yeah, like moving him off of catcher. <sighs> The, okay, so the two options. The two options. In minor the league, two options, so. unless you trade him, unless you, you trade don't. him. I don't think you can. The two options, unless you trade him, are either that or him and Salvi just basically evenly split the season, DHing and catching. Or you cut, uh, yeah, you cut Carlos Santana, and you. Okay, so then what does Nick Prado do? Sit on his hands. He. What does Nick Prado do? Play first base. So then, what do you do with Santana, or what do you do with Melendez? Are you saying like San, cut Santana and then make Melendez the DH? Yeah, yeah, yeah but or have but Salvi DH. That's the, no. Well, here's the thing. I you're not gonna you're take, not gonna have Salvi. You're DH, not gonna yeah. take catcher away from Salvi until he's good and ready and done. Because yeah. one, he's not gonna fucking let you. Yeah. And two, he's trying to put together a Hall of Fame career right now. Yeah. And if you take yeah. him off of catcher too early, that won't happen. Yeah. If he's off of catcher by the time he's 35, and he won't be a Hall of Famer. And they turn him into a first baseman, then yeah. yeah, he won't be. He, he, the only chance he has at the Hall of Fame is if he keeps producing, which I think he can, and stays at catcher at least until 38. Yeah. Um, Which I think Salvi could do. I mean, he's what, 32, 33 this he's year? He's 31. He's 31? I thought he was... Oh, okay. I thought 31. he was older. He's 31. 10 years was on Tuesday. He's 31. He's missed one game this season. Yeah. I mean... That's less games than he's missed in any and other the only season. Game, and the only <laughs> the only reason he missed one game is because of a COVID scare. He woke up yeah. with like a sore throat. And they're like, uh, yeah, it wasn't because he couldn't Louis, play. It yeah. was just it was just purely to make sure. And that they he were was, out of town, so they didn't want to. Yeah, do it was safety. Weird. It was purely just to play it safe. Like it literally wasn't even because he couldn't play. And that lineup was he atrocious. tried to play. He tried to play. Yeah, like they literally told him no. Stupid. Yeah, that night that so, lineup I mean, was dumb. It yeah. was it was ridiculous. I was there. It was horrible. Yeah, no, it was bad. Yeah, I think I I genuinely think your best possible case scenario is. Basically, him and Salvi, because as long as he can keep hitting, he can hit like a DH. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you just have him and him and Salvi trade off, or you try to make him into an outfielder. <sighs> yeah, we'll see. But like I said, that I feel that's like that's another that's year in the minors, and that's yeah. I, I can't. Re yeah, because if you're moving him off of catcher, that, could go very wrong. Yeah, it, it could, could go be. very wrong. It really could be because he's not going to ever be the best defensive outfielder. Yeah. After being a catcher for so long, but I just yeah, I I have I no just idea. Don't, I don't know how well he runs cuz he, he's he's not I mean, he's nowhere near a Salvi look alike. I mean, he's really athletic and really lean. So He kind of does look like him. I mean, when Salvi came up, he wasn't he wasn't as big as he is now. Nah, right? but Salvi, well, Sal here's the thing. Salvi was a little bit skinnier, got big and then toned up this year, the last two years. Yeah. Um, but MJ Melendez, no, no, no. no. MJ Salvi had a bit of a gut still. Like he was building a catcher. MJ Melendez, I'm genuinely, I genuinely, he's not building a catcher. When I first saw him and I didn't know who he was, I saw a video of him at spring training. I thought he was, I thought he was like a third baseman, legitimately. I, mm -hmm. I genuinely didn't know who he was at that point, and he, I was like, who the hell is this yeah, dude? I he just, doesn't look like a catcher. He cracked, he he cracked the MLB pipeline top 100. He hit 30 home runs this season. That'll, that'll do it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And he's hitting for average. He's hitting like 280, 290, something like that. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. That'll do it. Uh, speaking of the lineup, we were just talking about it. It's not good. It's. It's, yeah. it, there's, it's just so inconsistent It's not even funny And what pisses me off the most And sorry I'm a fan page of this man So I, I think it's crazy That they're like oh, There's no room for Edward Olivares And up on the lineup And then they put out And they have like Hans Alberto's DH And you're like What the hell are you doing Sure he got the game winning hit tonight I understand that yeah. Or he got the game winning hit on Tuesday Technically that's tonight But I, I don't want to Yeah, Game winning hit on Tuesday And 
I just don't get it. I just, I don't understand. And it's really, really annoying to me. It's very, very annoying. I, oh man. Ah, it, it sucks that all Edward Olivares is not up because I think he has the opportunity of being one of your best players on this team. I, I really think he, he does. And it's, it's crazy. Ah, ah, I know it's, I'm beating the dead horse with this, but I've said that three times tonight. God. Okay, I'll stop that. But we'll move on to this. Carlos, San- we were talking about Carlos Santana. Uh, Carlos Santana has been absolutely horrific. I yeah. I yeah. Behind, at first base he hasn't been good. He hasn't been uh, he hasn't been hitting well. Hell, he hasn't even walking as much anymore. He's been getting into O2 counts so quickly of late. It's it's really annoying, especially when we heard rumors of them saying, "Oh, we could have gotten a top ten prospect from the Red Sox for him." At the trade deadline. Oh yeah, we could have. And now he's not he's not gonna be able to able to get anything in the offseason if he keeps this up. Like at that like the Red Sox were desperate and they needed something, and that's when you need to give them up because they are desperate and they're willing to give up more for him. So yeah, it's really annoying. Every day that goes by that we didn't take a trade with him really pisses me off. Because he's just been so ridiculously bad. And I yeah. understand you're trying to hold on to something, or Dayton Moore's trying to hold on to something, because he believes that this team is just like a player or two away, and they have them in the minor leagues and all this and all that. But still, if Carlos Santana isn't walking anymore, he's not worth a damn to your team. If no. he's batting 225, I don't care. I mean, he still has a high on base, but like he's got a three thirty I mean, on here's, base. Here's the thing, which is good. It's it's not above bad. average. Yeah, it's above average. But, but it, by his standards, it's not it's not good great. at all. Yeah, it's it's so unquestionably horrible. And there's still time for him to it. turn around. Maybe their thought process was keep him around this season, and maybe trade him next. I mean, uh, in the off season or next trade that. that but if or, he doesn't turn it around, it doesn't matter. Yeah, or if you don't trade him in the off season. If you don't trade him in the offseason, you have him for the specific reason of him being a veteran presence yeah. for the young guys. That's that's the training Nick that's Prado. The only thing. Exactly. Basically. Or just training him out to be a big leader. Nick because Nick Prado could Prado, just be a better defensive version of he, him. Yeah. You're that's right. literally the, I mean the, that's the goal is Nick Prado will walk, hit for a little bit better average and play better defense. Well, and here's the deal. Carlos Santana is not He's a first baseman now, but he was not a first baseman. He, he was a, a catcher. He was a catcher, and then a third baseman, and then and a then second baseman a couple times. I think because he, he just couldn't move at third base. No, so they yeah. were like, "We got to move him. Yeah. got to move him back to first base." Anyway, so moving on to an actual good thing then would be Salvador Perez. Holy hell! Yeah. He's the most consistent part of this lineup all the time, and yeah. he, it seems like he. If you've been paying paying attention to the post game recaps, sorry, I didn't do the one last night, but I will do the one. I will do it tonight. Uh, for both games. But Salvador Perez is the most consistent batter, I think, that this team has had for the past six years. It's absolutely insane. And he even missed a year. So Yeah, he's coming off an injury. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 crazy. I I don't I don't understand it. I will he's always been great, but it's it's crazy to me how consistent he has been because he's the been the only good thing on your team. Yeah. The Legitimate only good thing. Whit Merrifield has has had a, a down year this year to his standards. So has basically everyone else. And Salvador Perez is putting up. He's he has he has he is one point below Mer- Merrifield in batting average and team, has thirty home runs. Yeah. If this team, and I can't even say this, but like Salvador Perez, I feel like is making a case for most valuable player just because you think. He's the most valuable player. I mean, you have to remember that he's competing with Shohei and Vladdy. He, he's I not going to win. win it. That's not what I'm he saying. He could be a top five vote getter, I bet. I, yeah, and, but and if this team somehow turned it around or something. If they somehow managed to get a wild card spot, then they'd have to consider him. Uh, uh, they are not going to get a wild card him. spot. Because he's, right. con- he's, he's single-handedly won them like four or five games a season. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Ooh, ooh, it makes me so mad. Uh God, he, he's he's so damn good. He's so damn good, and he's I hope he really stays good. here for the rest of his life. I we're gonna wrap it up with the cop and stuff because we have Colden coming up. But uh, but Vinny Pasquatino, we talked about him I think last week or a couple weeks ago. He's a first base prospect in the system. Oh my God, this man has now got twenty doubles on the season, going from fire from from high A to double A, and he's he just reached eighteen home runs as well. 
I it, this this man is he looks like Kendrick Morales to me only because only because uh, everybody I've I've seen talk about him on Twitter is basically saying hey uh, this guy is he plays first base but it's because he can't play any other position because he can't do anything else yeah. so he's a DH. And it, hey, if you keep hitting 300, you're gonna play DH. Like you're oh, yeah. gonna play. That's like Billy Butler numbers. But here's prime the, Billy Butler the numbers. The only thing that bother, that bothers me is that it, he reminds me a lot of Ryan O'Hearn, and I'm like, I can't really, I, I can't have another you one. Can't of those. Vouch <laughs> you can't, I, can't vouch for that. I can't have another one of those. So I mean, here's the thing, we got a. I mean, we have a lot of hitters and a lot of people who could play first base in our system yeah. right now. I mean, hell, Melendez could play first base. You're right. Um, it's possible you see him get traded. Uh, Pasquatino or Hearn? Pasquatino. Yeah, that sucks. I um, love him a just lot. Because, no, I good. really like him too. And like you said, is not he's putting up crazy numbers and he kind of came out of nowhere this season. He I came out like. of nowhere. He's an 11th um, round pick in yeah. 2019. Yeah. But he really, I think, prob- if I had to guess, he probably took it upon himself in 2020 being like, bro, we're not playing anybody. I got to at least do something. Yeah, I bet and you he so, did his work in his offseason. Yeah, because I bet you, not I bet you, but there you have seen some minor leaguers who didn't play last year that they were comfortable with saying, Hey, I was on triple a last year. I'm good. I'll yeah. just do whatever yeah. since I'm not playing this year. And I'm like, dude, that's bad because these guys that are actually wanting it and wanting it and wanting to play. Yeah. You're in trouble. Cause these guys are, are crazy. I, I love Pasquatino, but you're right. If Nick Prado comes up and does a lot, MJ Melendez does this he, there. He's not going to have a spot. Like he's just not going to have a spot. And I know we've said, we've said stuff about like, I don't see any spots on this lineup uh, in the lineup for people because X, Y, Z is contributing and all that crap. But I really think we're not far away. We're, we're at least, at, we're at least a year away from competing. I continuously. think I'm like going to see them compete in my lifetime. Is the, yeah. I feel like it's not going to be 30 years again. No, I'm not going to have kid, my own kids next time I see them compete. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm thankful for or that. Or they better not. I'm thankful Talking for that. Talking about Bobby Wood Jr. and yeah. Nick Prado. Yeah, if we really waste Nick Prado and Bobby Wood Jr. and MJ Melendez and, and Edward Olivares, and at that point we'd be wasting Nick Pena, or Eric Pena too. Yeah. Um, and I, Salvador Perez. And the rest of Perez's, Salvador yeah. Perez. Um, I, I, here, I, think, I don't think if I'm grateful for anything, it's the fact that I don't think I'm going to have to be like my dad and wait 30 years to see them yeah. be successful after exactly. they are the first time. I so. think that's nuts. Uh, last thing I want to keep us with, and th- we might talk about this next week too, since Oliver would be back on it. But I do want to eventually talk about Salvador Perez's Hall of Fame career. We talked about it just, just yeah, briefly. I brought it up briefly. It's if you're not If you're not noticing him as a – as a hall of fame, a future hall of famer, I'd look into it. The only, the only thing, and I, and I saw this, I was watching MLB network and they were talking about it. And Joel Sherman, who's a, he's a, uh, he's a journalist for, I think the New York times or the New York post, one of the two. And he said, the only issue that is getting in the way of Salvador Perez is that I think he's going to have at least, he's going to have to have at least three more seasons of playing stellar defense as he's doing yeah, and having offensive he numbers needs, like yeah, this yeah. to like for sure be, yeah, he's great because but, yeah. every year, sorry, uh, no, let me no, just no, finish no, this good, real yeah. quick because he said, I see the ballot every single year and everybody who's on that ballot is an above average player. No, and right yeah, now I'm yeah, seeing yeah. like right now you're seeing uh yeah, he's a way above average player, but he he needs to be like yeah. No, yeah. That is so, what I am. Yeah. So, so yeah. He as of right now he's in what my dad likes to call the Hall of Very Good. Yeah. Um, which I think is fair. However, I mean, he's he has even as a even as a rookie, even when he was younger, he has consistently been um, a insanely Average, great offensive yeah. player in a position where there's no offense. Well, in his first three years, three four years, he was he was like average to below average, right, right, average right, right, right. wise. But he's only gotten better as he gets older. And he's gotten old, his career yeah. average. He's got his career batting average up to two seventy, which was which unthinkable catcher, five years ago. For yeah. a catcher, is insane. Like like he was the first of a wave of offensive ca- offensive minded catchers, and even then, he's like in the AL, he's the only one that's even touching. Yeah, upper two hundreds, and they they compared him to Carlton Fisk, uh, Ted Simmons of the Cardinals, Johnny Bench, and Johnny Bench, and he had the same batting average as Johnny Bench. He yeah. almost had as many RBIs. Yeah, uh, he had more home runs than Carlton Fisk, more it, home runs than Ted Simmons, yeah, more RBIs than Ted Simmons, and it's just like all these guys are Hall of Famers, but it's just like 
he just has to keep I going. I think part if of he it keeps going, then it's like part yeah. of it is because there's already been, like you said, you ha- he has all these Hall of Fame comparisons, but he's compare almost exactly comparable to them. And because of how old the sport of baseball is, it's getting to a point where to be in the Hall of Fame, you have to do something that exceeds the expectations of your of yeah. your position. And when there's four or five guys that have done what you've done in your career, that's not exceeding the expectations. I, th- I think, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think, gotcha. here's, here's the deal. I think that at the end of his career, there's a chance that Salvador Perez is, is in a diff, is, is, in, is an entirely different league than, um, say, uh, Yachty and Molina. Mm-hmm. I think that's saying a lot. Because yeah. he's, he's, he's exiting, Salvador Perez is exiting his prime and having the best offensive season he's ever had. Yeah. Um, if he does have three, four, shit, five more years of if offensive seasons like this, like this, yeah, then there's absolutely no way he's not a Hall of Famer for one, and two, no one can ever tell me that Yadier Molina is in the same ballpark as him because yeah. Molina was a great defensive catcher, but never once had an still offensive is. season. No, still, yeah, still is even as old as he is, but never once had an offensive season like Salvador Perez is having right now. And if he has five, four or five more of those, yeah. Which I doubt he does, but if he does, no way in hell. Yeah, no way in hell. Because Salvador Perez, maybe not as good, but at least you. I mean, same conversation. Yeah, it, as 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 um, uh, Yadi Molina. Yeah, yeah. I I one hundred percent agree with you. And the last thing that I'll say about this is another very very important thing too is he's got the World Series MVP in twenty fifteen. Yeah, we know that. But if Salvador Perez was to stay with the regime and keep it going and he would then again be on the next contending team yeah. and build the pitching staff that he's a Hall of Famer. If he that. wins another World Series, that alone with the Royals, makes it really hard for him. For him to just to not because he has to go he, because at that point he went through the first rebuild. Yeah. Stayed for the second one and yeah. then reaped the rewards and was, of that. Was integral in both yeah. To develop in pitching. Yeah. Because there's so many stories of him as a rookie catcher, like coaching up and encouraging veteran pitchers. Yeah. So, um, it, yeah. I, I And not to mention, if they do make a run at it again in the next couple of years, he's going to be in the conversation for a World Series MVP. He's the fact of the matter is, if the Royals ever yeah. win another World Series with him on their roster, he's going to be in the conversation. I mean, just because of who he is and how much he means to the team. He's exactly. going to be in the conversation. Yeah. Be- so. Even if he's, God, I would hate to see this, but even if Salvador Perez goes like, like two for seventeen or something, you would still yeah. have to be like, do yeah. you give it to him? Because he'd still probably throw out three runners in the series. And, exactly. Because his arm is insane, like something that nobody in the league and has just really like seen the, before. The fear of, just the fear of him as well. Yeah, it's just something you got. People think stop about stealing too. on the Royals. People have stopped stealing on the Royals. Like yeah. to be I, like, it has been the first team that I've seen consistently try to steal on the Royals in a long time was the Cardinals last weekend, and he threw literally everyone out. Yeah, I like genuinely like I like I think I didn't watch the Cardinals series that much, so I think I've maybe seen four guys like live try to steal on Salvador Perez. Like most of his outs on the base pass, I think have been back pigs at first, not ste- yeah. not caught stealing, which is absolutely insane to me. And he he took someone off. Uh, first base in St. Louis too. Yeah, he caught somebody yeah. sleeping at, in St. Louis, and he was like, like right now he's having he's uh-uh. having probably his worst defensive season of his career. Probably if I had, just honestly if I had to guess, defensive, yeah. And I think it's more because of the pitchers than it is him. And he still probably will be in the Gold Glove conversation. He'll probably get nominated. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine if he he probably won't win the Gold Glove? But could you imagine it, winning the Gold Glove and the Silver Slugger? That'd be. Nuts. I don't know how many times it's been done, but that will definitely help. Is that'll boost the. That'd be so great. That'll definitely boost the uh, Hall of Fame resume exactly but we will be back we will be back with uh rush around the nfl and uh a little bit of arrowhead chalk top with chalk top arrowhead chop with colden with colden yeah right after this before we get into the next section we would like to thank our sponsors the list show sell kc group with keller williams key partners if you're looking to buy or sell a home They serve clients with superior customer service and integrity while going the extra mile to make your transaction the best it can be. Find them on Facebook by searching List Show Sell KC. Slide into home with the List Show Sell KC group. It's what they do. Be sure to find us on all our social media accounts. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DropTheBallPC. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and like the Facebook page both at DropTheBallPodcast. 
And we are back with Rush Around the NFL. Like I said, Colden is joining us for this one. And uh, Colden, how did the Saints look? I saw they took the L against the Ravens, but... Uh... Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, a lot of stuff to take away that was positive, but a lot of stuff we got to work on. Six turnovers, you know, can never be uh, too happy about that. Yeah, yeah. It was all like, well, actually, no. Each quarterback threw an interception, and each running back had a fumble. So let's go. Uh, let's go. <laughs> but I'm sure, I'm sure that won't happen again next week if I know Sean Payton well enough. You yeah, know? I mean, well, and he's gonna also, have those dudes running drills for yeah. this entire week. Well, and also you got the big. I guess you you only cut five people. I guess this week. I was thinking about the bigger cut down day, but mm-hmm. I mean, you do have. Th- coming up we do have the day where they cut down from like 80 to 50 which is like absolutely insane that's insane they need to to make it dwindle more yeah i've always hated that it cuts off that fast it's absolutely insane i i yeah yeah i think it's like we like week one of preseason it's like 90 and then it's down to like 10 less or five less and then like one week it's like 80 to 53 or something. yeah that's well that's like week two to three or some shit it's it's crazy Uh Yeah, it's it's absolutely nuts. If but I was a player, I'd just be so nervous about especially that. Especially yeah, if you're like dude. a UDFA or something, like an undrafted oh, yeah. free agent. Like, well, I mean, like, like what like the three Chiefs quarterbacks that are 100 percent gonna yeah. be cut by that point. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just that's that's, that's my poor dudes. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, unless if I didn't get unless I just want to learn under the tutelage of someone. Like, mm-hmm. but also I wouldn't necessarily go to Patrick Mahomes if I'm a like just a pocket passer. You know what I mean? So like there's if there's like three rookie undrafted free agents that are coming to Kansas City, I'm like, did you get no other jobs to try and go somewhere? Because I'd I'd yeah. much rather go there, because you know you're not gonna get the backup spot, at exactly. all. Exactly. just yeah. And they're and we're in the age of the NFL that nobody carries three quarterbacks anymore. Just no one does that. So oh, my Saints are gonna have to carry three because we don't know what the hell we're doing. Well, well, one of them one of them plays running back and tight end and kick returner yeah, and that's that's true. You know. <laughs> hey, but. Hey, Jameis. Jameis comes in and plays wide receiver and trick play quarterback too. So he might. He might. We'll see. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll just see. Speaking Never of Never say no with Sean Payton. Never speaking, say no. Speaking of wide receiver, Colden, um, what's yeah. going on with Michael Thomas? Is everything good there? I haven't read into it. I've just seen his name pop up a bunch. That dude, you know, I love Michael Thomas and he has done amazing things for my team, but I think in this past like two years, or really since Drew left, he's just kind of like got a flair for the dramatic a little bit. Like he's just yeah. like a dramatic dude, you know. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, he like traveled with the team to Baltimore this past weekend. He and Sean Payton supposedly had like a great conversation, um, and he's like super supportive of like the team now. So I mean, it seems like it's kind of rushed under the rug a little bit. Um, but I mean, we'll, we'll see really when he gets back on the field, which I'm hearing is a lot sooner than a lot of people think. Okay. Um, yeah. Hopefully he'll make like a couple, I mean, maybe he'll just come in for like three drives just to do something in the next yeah, game. Yeah. I just, I just like, like, I kind of like lost a little bit of respect for him over the, the, this kind of off season. Unfortunately, like I, like I look up to him so much as a player on the field, but like to not return calls to your team for like three months yeah like what the heck is that about you know yeah i that's that's crazy too because everyone for like three days on twitter was like oh my god they're gonna trade him they're gonna trade i'm like no they're not because what no we also we have we also have no money and that would cost us like 30 million dollars just to do that (laughs) yeah so why well and it's a double-edged sword too because if you were to if you were to like uh try to trade him people are going to be like well you'll take you take the money and we'll trade you like a sixth round pick. Uh, or you're going to get somebody who like fronts all the money. You, well, you're not going to get anybody who fronts all the money. Nobody's going to be stupid as the Tennessee Titans and take an entire contract <laughs> because that is the yeah. stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. That, I, I don't know why the Titans just took all of Julio Jones contract. That just made no sense to me. He's also not, I feel like a lot of people are really high on Julio and I feel like he's not, he's been hurt he for two straight be, years. Yeah, yeah, when's the last time you really thought like, oh, Julio Jones is like lighting the league up? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a very long time, and I yeah. I know that the Falcons aren't in uh, great respects with you because they're in your division, but but yeah, I, yeah it's just they're trash. My, <laughs> they are. They're the they're the trashiest team I, in that. I hate the I hate the uh, Falcons like you hate the Raiders, I guess, or or something like that. I 
I honestly, I don't hate. I don't really hate anyone in our division. Nobody earned that respect for me. Like I, I mean, know the that Raiders, nuts, Raiders, but. just because they're annoying as shit. But like, yeah, like their fan, yeah, they're their, annoying face. Their fan base, their fan base is so annoying, and like it kind of leaks over into their like their like coaching staff and players. Well, every and now everyone's and then. a criminal. I mean, like to be team, fair, so <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. I'm gonna, there's one guy and one guy in particular that I do like, Josh Jacobs. He's dude. He's awesome. Yeah. I fuck with that dude. I really like that dude. I couldn't tell you why. I think it's because I auto drafted him his rookie year, and he just like went off for my fantasy yeah. team. And I was just like, man, this dude's awesome. That's well, cool. And, well, it's just that like their fan base, like you, like we've said, is just so it's garbage. So, yeah, it's so annoying. And like, they were in, when they were when they were in Oakland, they were garbage. Then they moved to literally Sin City, and now they're. It's very <laughs> rare that I meet a Raiders fan that actually. Like. I, I and just I say that I, just, I don't yeah. say that to be a jerk. I don't. Like I know a couple that I've met that I'm just like, oh, all right, whatever. But they're just like oh. all so obnoxious. Yeah. Just like, oh, okay, yeah. Whatever. Well, Raiders fans, if you're out there and listening, and we know you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know you're obsessed r- with us. Right in and prove to us that you're a good Raider person. Cody on Twitter. <laughs> that dude's yeah. one of the worst ones. I don't want him to write in. <laughs> that dude's awful. Yo, dude, he's nuts. Raider Raider Cody is the most brainwashed motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, but the Falcons, the Falcons fans are very similar to that. Like after Katrina, they were just like super, like they were oh like, my god. Good, good for you. Like they like kind of rubbed it in our face a little bit. That's so messed up. What are the you? Hell? But I mean, the twenty-eight and three thing, like the Saints fans, just, <laughs> they can't. Yeah, every- that's, the, that's the best thing because like the Saints fans can use it for literally any comeback to them, and yeah. they can't say anything. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, embarrassing <laughs> fucking moment in sports history <laughs> all you had to do is take a sack that's all you that's had to all do, you had to do. You, all you had to do is take a sack that's all you had to do and you did, couldn't even do that so no. wow great job falcons anyway but uh <laughs> I, let, let's move on to um let's move on to an overreaction real quick from any part of the nfl this weekend i uh and i was gonna cop out because we're gonna talk about the rookie quarterbacks in just a second and yeah. i know it's way too damn early to like judge them for anything but an overreaction i think that i would probably have is the chiefs are not going to have a pass rush this year i don't think i don't think they're going to have a pass rush at all and i hope they i hope that they uh they prove me wrong but i like what chris jones did off the edge just for like a little bit that he was in but like frank clark we don't even know if he's going to be on the he field. He might be in jail in four months. I, that's what I'm talking about. And even about. then, he's injured right now. So and, I mean, and if you kinda... look at the, unless you get uh, Joshua Kando to come up, who's our rookie for in the we drafted in the fourth round. But the only thing with him is that he's just big in size, and he really didn't do much in college football. He didn't do much in the ACC, and he it seems like he's a Jamarcus Russell to where he just he's floated on his natural ability. And hasn't really done anything else. And it got him to the fourth round. He was projected second round pick a year yeah. ago. Yeah. And he went back down to the fourth round. I so would, I just don't think that they're going to have – I don't think the Chiefs are going to have a pass rush outside of – I'd put my money on – Chris Jones and maybe Jaron Reed. I'd put my money on Mike Dana stepping up this season. Yeah. If I had to put money on anybody. But yeah, I think that's – I think that's – I mean, out of all the overreactions, I think that's probably one of the most realistic ones. Yeah. Um, it's it, it scares me a little bit, but I'm not too frustrated or scared about it. I, yeah, I just it's just a possibility to meltdown is there. Do you mind Colden going next than you? No, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Colden, what's an overreaction? It can be the Saints, it can be anything at all. Here 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 you go. I got a I got a few, all right. Number okay, one, yeah. I'll, I'll mention my Saints. Um I think the Saints, if not leading the league, they'll be in the top five in sacks this year. Okay, so completely tell you that. difference. Okay. Here's the thing. Everybody is like freaking out about the Saints cornerback situation thing and like that's like going to be our number one need and stuff like that. I think we're kind of fine on the defensive end because Sean Payton in the past like five years has just focused on like getting depth and like building up that D-line into the point that the quarterback's just not going to have any time to throw the ball this year. And I think we proved that in the Ravens game. I think like the first like – two or three drives where most of our stars were um were playing they just had three and outs three and outs three and outs because the quarterback just had no time to throw the ball he had a few sacks a couple uh rush it or um throwaways stuff like that um so i'm really looking forward to watching the defense kind of flourish a little bit um i'm not too worried about the cornerback situation my, my number one worry right now is the wide receiver position for the saints um but i think defensively we're gonna really like pop this year um which should be exciting yeah i here's my thing too is like i'm just 
I needed a refresher just on some draft picks from you guys, but you guys got yeah, Paulson. Yeah. You guys got Paulson Adebo, and Paulson Adebo yeah. was a he. You drafted him, I think, in the third round, right? Uh, yeah, I want to yeah. say he was the third or fourth round. Yeah, Paulson, yeah. Paulson Adebo was a he was a once again he was a second second round first round fringe guy a year ago, and he no, just didn't yeah. play that play. He didn't play that well at Stanford this year. But you know, well, he did, he took the year off from Stanford last oh, year. Did actually, he, did he, okay, yeah, well, he he was one of the guys that like um, didn't play because COVID and stuff like that. Yeah, he opted out. Um, but yeah, but the year before that, he was light. Like he did really well. Um, so I think he kind of dropped in the draft because of the fact that he didn't play and people really didn't know what they were going to get out of him. Yeah, man. Um, it happens. But he was targeted. I think I saw the stat today. He was targeted like twelve times. During the preseason game, he let up like three catches for like eighteen yards, Sweet. which like yeah, I'm yeah more than sounds happy like about, a so. sounds like a slot corner to me. Keep it going. Yeah, I know exactly. Uh, um, so I you, think with Marshawn and him and uh, Chauncey Gardner and maybe Ken Crawley, like I think like the cornerback position, I'm not too stressed about. Um, yeah, and are, do you think that uh, Peyton Turner is going to be able to just uh, take Trey Henderson's spot? Um, I think so. Like, I don't think that they're going to be using him pr- like that much this year. Um, he is, he is hurt right now. Unfortunately, I, I don't know what the extent they've been kind of hush hush about like the extent of his injury. Um, but he might play a little bit this next coming game, but we'll see. I think they're going to, cause Sean loves to rotate his D line like that. I don't know. I, it's kind of one of the only defenses in the league that I've seen like rotate the D linemen so much different yeah. packages and stuff. Yeah um but he'll he'll be used a lot in like the the run game and stuff like that he's he's got a lot of room for improvement he's mm-hmm. just got like i think we drafted him because his size and his strength and everything that he showed on tape was so crazy good like yeah um it was a little surprising think, just because he came from like he didn't come from a huge school so that, yeah, Houston, that was really the Houston. thing but yeah, um, but I was surprised I think, by it, but I know. think really Davenport, Marcus Davenport is going to be yeah. going to be big. That's this what year. I was trying to think of because you already got um, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL on the other side, so you don't got to worry mm-hmm. about that with Cam Jordan. But yeah, it's it's filling that other spot because I mean Trey Hendrickson came out of nowhere last year, and it was really just because like Sheldon Rankins and uh, I just said his name uh, Cam, Cam, Cam Jordan. Yeah, Cam Jordan was yeah, we're just getting everything, and he got a bunch of money, and the Saints were like, "Yeah, I'm not. We're not fucking." paying for that no dude so that's the biggest that's the biggest fleece this offseason in my opinion the saints if you go back and watch all those trey hendrickson sacks it was all because the qb was getting pushed into that side because cam jordan was just in his face like yeah that entire side of the line was just pushing the quarterback to trey hendrickson and Hendrickson was always in the right place he he had no choice but to tackle him yeah yeah yeah. i mean Hey, you'll get it. You'll get a nice comp pick for him, like third, maybe a third round, maybe. Yeah, exactly. If you're if you're lucky, but yeah. Sure. So Jackson, we'll move on to you. What's a what's a? Is this like my overreaction, or just like saw, I an saw overre- someone else's overreaction? An overreaction from just the first weekend of preseason. All right, I have two actually. Okay, keep it rolling. Um, uh, the first one is chief specific. I think Trey Smith. Oh yeah. Um. Trey Smith. I don't know how often like a, a, a offensive lineman wins these types of awards. I don't uh-huh. think it's often, but I think I genuinely think Trey Smith could make a run at rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. Um, I know that who's, who's Trey Smith. He's a sixth round offensive lineman out of Tennessee. Um, oh, wow. he fell so low because of blood clot concerns. I think before uh-huh. that he was, he uh, was a projected first round, yeah, pick projected a year first ago. round pick a year ago, and dropped all the way down to the sixth round to us. And he looks like a freaking monster. Um, he's a little, uh, he's not, he's not small. He's still six five, three thirty or something. Yeah, like that. he's three hundred thirty pounds. He ain't he's, small. But when you but. when you when you put him next to um, Orlando, um, Orlando Brown, Orlando and, Brown, and and Lucas Nian, he looks small. Yeah, he looked really um, small. But he's, I mean, he's a freaking monster. And in camp, he, he, I mean, it look, he's going like 50-50 against Chris Jones in camp, and yeah. And I mean, it doesn't even. I mean, it doesn't even look like he's. I don't know. He just looks insane. I, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. He said in an interview that um, he's glad he ended up in KC, but he was a little frustrated that he fell as low as he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think he genuinely, honestly, he could be. Um, he could be a top ten offensive lineman in the league this year. As a, a, guard, a top ten guard for sure. Yeah. I, I think I, that's my overreaction. I think it's 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 a bit of a it's a bit of a bold take if I had to guess. 
because mm-hmm. I mean he is a rookie and and we've only seen him in camp and preseason. But yeah, he looks really good. He's he's very agile just for being a guard. He could never yeah. play tackle just no, because no, no, he's no, not no. A, yeah. he's not big enough, no, but yeah. not tall enough rather. But yeah, I I think he looked. It was an absolute steal. Like I mean, absolutely. Oh yeah, for like sixth round, like steal. like as much as Legarius Sneed last year was a steal. Like, but nobody three knew times about, as nobody much. knew about Legarius. That's Sneed, true. Though. That's true. That's true. Nobody watches La Tech yeah. football. Nobody yeah, watches true. La Tech football. <laughs> La Tech fans do. So, ex- yeah, I, I'm from Louisiana. I don't. I've never seen a La Tech football game. That's so. what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, that's because you got about. LSU there, man. I don't, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, they get overshadowed, but yeah. it's just. Yeah, I, I think Trey Smith is going to be absolutely fantastic. I agree yeah. with you. I think he looks absolutely stupid. So, so get um, into your my your second one. hot take is that I'm or not hot take. My second overreaction is that I'm a little scared of the Chargers this year. Are you really? um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, as much as I don't as be much getting as, into the media, Jackson. As much as I think every he's, year. No, hold on, man. Hold on. <laughs> I never I never dote on the Chargers like this. But as much as I think he's a bit overrated, Keenan Allen is a fantastic receiver. Okay. Um. Herbert looked very yeah. good last season. I mean, about every record that Baker broke as a rookie, he broke this se- this last season. Yeah. Um, uh, they, I mean, they've got what Acres um as a running back. No, Cam Acres is in is or in not Cam Acres. That's yeah. Rams. Austin, yeah. who's Austin the, Eckler. Hey, hey, Eckler. Hey, hey, Eckler. Hey, I always get them confused. <laughs> no, I don't want to even hear it. Colton, shut up. Austin <laughs> Austin Eckler is a fantastic running back and is insane at catching out of the backfield. Um, yeah, he is. And their defense. <laughs> shut up, Colton. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> their defensive line is like really good. Yeah, it is. Like it's it's a really good defensive line. So I'm not I'm not too concerned. I think that. I think that the Chiefs are still easily the favorite to win the division. Yeah. However, um, they also had a great draft too. They did have a great draft. I can't remember who they got off the top of their head. They but got Rashawn Slater. I remember yeah, reading. I remember reading about it, and people said that it was like a top ten. Draft. He got uh, They got the junior. He got the. They got uh, the cornerback. Oh, yeah. Good God. No. Yeah. I can't you're there. His name. Junior. Yeah. Uh, Casey Hay. No, not Casey. No, Casey they Hayward. Casey Hayward. But um, uh, what's his name? Uh. Okay, well, I'll look it up. I keep talking. It's a third um, round pick. I but yeah, I, also, I think if if you if you missed it, I said shut up, Colden, when he was talking about Austin Eckler because he has Austin Eckler on one of his in our Madden in our Madden uh, franchise, oh, yeah. and uh, uh, he destroys insane. me because he's insane every time. But yeah, I, anyway. I think I think they're well suited. I mean, yeah, man. If any team in our division is going to beat us this season, it's the Chargers. Yeah, I agree. More so than the Raiders. More so than the Broncos, and like it's not even close. Yeah, like it's it's the char- I mean, second pl- the Chargers could make a run at the postseason. I don't think they'll do well in the postseason. I don't think they're too young, yeah. and I don't think they're well. So- I mean, Keenan Allen is too streaky, and, and they can't go, rely on. They'd just- have to go in as a six or a seven seed, and that's yeah. that's the only yeah. issue that they would have. Is, is that they would have to face the, face the, the Bills or us, us yeah. if we and the Chiefs didn't aren't going to lose round. to a team twice in a season. Asante Samuel is his name. Asante Samuel Jr. But yeah, thank you. I think I think. The Chargers, are, I'm a little scared of the Chargers. I, like I said, I don't think they're going to win the division. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that they're going to like blow us out, but I think they could take one of two from us. Pending season. pending injury, yes, I think that they are. Uh, that they are. They also have a terrible us. habit of of not. I meant on us too. Oh, like, I thought yeah. The, the Chargers. If we the Chargers were to get had a major hurt injury, or last, God like, forbid, I I swear to God, I don't want to talk about. Don't this, even but mention like, it. Just shut the fuck up. But if yeah, if if he who shall not be named gets injured then <laughs> then yeah i then it's yeah it'll be it'll be confusing but and so the chargers yeah they would automatically go to that because i don't trust the broncos broncos haven't beaten us since peyton manning was there and now that's over six years ago so i am yeah I, i'm not worried about that but i do want to move on to this one little subject about uh the we there's some players we are excited to see okay in camp uh, i i will be the first to say that uh there's a bunch of different players that around just in the chiefs that probably won't make the team that i'm excited to see whether that be dalton shown k-state alum or uh or just seeing what darwin thompson does i think that's really the player that i'm really excited to see for the chiefs at least is darwin thompson because darwin thompson is now the fourth man on the depth chart at running back you're not going to carry four running backs. No, yeah. So like, yeah. he, he, he has squad. to. I love, I love him. I've been on, and if you've been listening, I absolutely love this kid. But they signed Jarek McKinnon, and he's now your number two because he's a receiving back. Yeah. And uh, Daryl Williams has done nothing but be consistent for you, so he's going to make the team. So Darwin Thompson is going to be got to do something to get traded or not get cut or something like that. I think he'll still make the practice squad. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't end up on. the I don't squad. know if he's eligible to make. This is the third season. 
I, I got to think he can still. He if Garrick Dieter is still on our practice squad, we can find a way to get Darwin Thompson. Yeah, okay. But still, I mean, it, it's – but you can sign play, players off the practice squad. So, yeah, I think he deserves a job somewhere if he does oh, not yeah. have a job here. Because also, I was at Chiefs camp – was that last week? Yeah, last week. And he was the first one on the field, last one, last one to leave, man. Like, he understands that – that is going down and he's not mm-hmm. he'll be he's on the short end of the stick and I, that's awesome that he's he's out there practicing but he's now on third team and he's like doing defensive like stand-ups like that that it's not looking good for him to make the team and uh-huh. i'm excited to see if they if they give him some more touches what he's going to do because like we said we cut a couple running backs this week cuz there was a cut down day so maybe darwin will come in and just kind of let it go so Anyway, so move, uh, Colden. I'm gonna get to you last, but uh, yeah, Jackson, what's sure. a uh, what's a a player you're excited to see? Or it doesn't have necessarily have to be on the Chiefs either. So. Um, you know, I, I'd say on on the on the I'll go ahead and give you a Chiefs, but I have one on the outside as well. Just you know, yeah. a little quick thing. Um, I'd say on the Chiefs, like I said, Trey Smith. I'm real excited for him. Yeah. Also, um, Nick Bolton. Man, yeah, man. I mean, I'm really. I mean, him and Willie Gay could just be so explosive up the middle. Yeah, so explosive up the middle. So yeah. I think, I think him and Trey Smith are really the two guys that I want to watch out for. Because I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think Byron Pringle could make a case for number two or for the number two or number three receiver spot. Oh yeah. Um, I think that um, Cornell Powell could could really surprise some people this season as a, a off the off the bench. Um. But yeah, Trey Smith and and Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton. He's they're got just, the flow too. Nick Bolton. He does have the, the yeah. Flow. His the the um the braids are just freaking awesome. Yeah, they're they're sweet. Uh, off the Chiefs though, I he's think also huge. He's too. massive. He's a massive dude. He's huge. He's scary. He's oh so scary. Anyway, um, off the Chiefs though, I think uh, Justin Fields. No, I don't so? like the guy too much, and I don't have like any like affinity towards the Bears really. Um. But yeah, I just think he's gonna be playing with a chip on his shoulder all season, especially if he gets a starting spot early. Yeah. Because I mean, there's no way that dude should have fallen to where he did. I mean, the Broncos yeah, easily should have picked ridiculous. him up. Um, I can't remember who picked who else picked before the Bears, but like, I mean, he should have. He's, he's a top. He was a top ten pick. Yeah. Um, and and that dude, even though it was only like two or three picks out of the top ten, that dude is going to carry that with him. So I think even if he isn't like the most talented player on the field, yeah, he's gonna play the hardest. So even the Niners who picked does. at three. Yeah, they might be looking at themselves, thinking they're really stupid as hell. I think right Trey now. Lance. I think Trey Lance is a good pick, but yeah. him and to me, him and Fields were a toss up, yeah. and that means that the other one should have gone in the top yeah. ten. And we'll get to we'll get to the quarterbacks in just a second. But uh, Colden, moving on to you, what's a player you're excited uh, to see? Um, I guess I'm just excited to see who the hell starts for my Saints at quarterback. Yeah. I guess I, I don't know. I don't think anyone really does know either. Yeah. Uh, so far at camp, like. They're saying, well, Sean has this thing in set, like in place where Taysom starts one day, Jameis starts the next day, um, and this guy will take first team reps, second team reps next day. Like he just has them flip flopping. Yeah. So far, and all the reports that I'm reading so far is have been like that they're just neck and neck. So I, part of me is like scared that he's gonna start Taysom just because he's been there longer and he like knows the system better and like he has like this affinity towards him um but obviously i would like to see Jameis um take the reins because i just think he has the most upside and the most like uh hot, the higher ceiling like, the two but we'll see i'm just I'm, I'm excited to see the chaos unfold you know yeah Jameis winston yeah. should easily be winning that job and that's what I mean. Like, is he that he I don't should? Know. I mean, he should easily win the job. If, I think if it's up to him. I here's the thing. Like, I agree with you. I think Jameis is the better quarterback of the two. But like, you can't deny that. Like, the Taysom thing could like take a lot of people by surprise. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. He did. He did. Re- he did surprisingly well in the first drive of uh, this past game. He had made some like crazy throws where he was just like he got out of the pocket his decision making was a lot faster than it was before um and then he came out the next drive and made two god-awful throws so i was like what is that like what is it and you're paying him too you're paying him a lot of money too so that's another thing is you're paying him a lot so you're gonna play him yeah yeah i don't know we'll see because the thing is if here's my thing is like if we use Jameis, we already are so limited on our offensive weapons as it is. Like we have Michael Thomas out. Um, 
and we lost Jerry Cook and Emmanuel Sanders. So we're, we're kind of rolling with a lot of like undrafted free agent wide receivers and like hoping that Alvin Kamara can like carry the team. Hey, don't um, forget about Adam so, Troutman, man. Adam Troutman, big it. big fish, Adam Troutman. Exactly. Um, but here's the thing: if Jameis starts, then we can add Taysom to the mix of offensive weapons to use, and then we have one less person to worry about because he's pretty solid as a tight end. He can run the ball. Like, I I don't know. I feel like that's kind of like the best option for the team. But I don't know. Who knows what will happen? Hmm. Yeah, I I think that's that's honestly probably storyline of the preseason just for your team specifically absolutely yeah because i mean you've had this you've had the same quarterback for 16 years like yeah it's gonna be the one thing that people are who's gonna take the reins you know and no one is gonna be as good as drew and you just everybody's got to realize that too so yeah everyone expects like the next person to just pick up where he left off but you can't just replace a hall of famer like that you know oh my god i don't think sean payton would do it but could you imagine if like he's like hey ian book is starting week one (laughs) (laughs) he i i feel like sean has done crazier things but we'll see i don't ian ian looked all right he he made some uh some definitely uh rookie mistakes in this first game but he has some good upside yeah i I, oh my gosh yeah that that story this season that that's so scary like just in in the fact that like i mean I guess we had Alex Smith beforehand, Jackson. So like yeah, we, we yeah. had the consistency, but like yeah. we've been in that spot before with like Tyler Tyler Palco and Tyler Thigpen and all that garbage. Like it, it sucks. I I'm yeah. You I've at never least experienced have, yeah before. It's like I don't crazy. know. What, yeah. It's oh my god. Okay. We really take consistency for granted, you know. Yeah. Um. We'll uh, we'll get into this one last thing, then we'll move on to drop the ball, but. Jackson kind of touched on it earlier, but which one of the rookie quarterbacks is going to be the best? And we can't really, we can't really say anything because they're all playing against like nobodies and like the I third tell you string. Who it isn't gonna anybody be. Uh, who's going to, who, who's not going to be the yeah. best? Who? Zach Wilson. You th- that kid, <laughs> yeah. that kid is going to shit his pants. The Absolutely. first time that some yeah. big ass defensive lineman comes after him on the field. Yeah. Absolutely no way in hell that dude does anything more than be a league average quarterback for his entire career. And I will stand by that. I do not care if he wins a damn Super Bowl, a season MVP in his rookie year. <laughs> I will stand by the fact that that dude is not an NFL quarterback. Well, I'll just tell you I right now, he ain't no winning the MVP. Okay. I don't, it's just something about his face, man. I hate that dude so much. <laughs> I hate him so much. I, I we should we should add Matt Hoffman on the podcast. That's what I, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt Hoffman. I don't know if you listen to this man. Uh, I'm sure he's listening. Yeah. Matt, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I okay. I have nothing against the Jets. I agree. I agree. But Zach I agree Wilson. with Jackson in the fact that like Justin. Okay, and here's the deal, everybody. I don't, Colton. I don't know if you remember this or Jackson. You remember this? But I said during the draft spectacular, I said. I don't think Justin Fields is going to be good. I said that. Yeah. I said I think he's going to yeah. be a bust. I remember that, yeah. So, it, hey, I hope he makes me eat my words. I really do. Like, I don't I don't pray for, like, anything bad to go against anybody. I'm just, like, I don't really – I just didn't really like what Justin Fields was, was seeing. And I think that's what a lot of people were, were seeing out of uh, – and that's why he fell so much. But uh, who's going to be the best? It's It's just – it's so weird because – what if the Urban Meyer experience doesn't work well in Jacksonville? Like, yeah. does Trevor Lawrence turn into nothing I, then? I don't think it's going like, to work. I think Trevor Lawrence is good enough, though, to yeah, to, to at least at least see a second in command. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll, he'll play through it. I just don't think Urban Meyer is. A, I don't think he'll be a good. It's going to take. Coach. I feel like it's going to take a while for that organization to get back yeah. on track. You know, and and it, so and it's because they kind of came out of nowhere and were good. And then they just kind of sold everybody, mm-hmm. and now they're just bad again. And it's just like, what the hell? They were, they were literally two minutes away. If they, they were, were just solid, yeah. From going to the Super Bowl with yeah. Blake Bortles as your quarterback. Blake, Blake Bortles was the greatest yeah. quarterback of all time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, but the, the, the rookie quarterbacks, which one's going to be the best? And I hate to say it, and I'm glad Oliver's not here. Uh, oh God, I hate. It's like vinegar coming out of my mouth. Uh, Mac Jones might be the best. No, you're not. No you're not serious. I, you're not serious. He might be. You're not serious. He might I be. Man. I, yeah, you gotta tell me it's a joke. You gotta tell me that you're. you're he not might serious. be, man. He might be. Uh, Bill Belichick is the best. 
coach in NFL history. And if anything uh, can I know I hey, hate it's horrible coming out of my you're mouth. Right, okay? but Mac Jones is so overrated. Man. I understand. Almost, like the only reason that I hate on Zach Wilson more is because genuinely I think they have probably the same skill set and Zach Wilson was a number three pick. I know. Yeah. I know. It's just number two pick. Oh, number two. Yeah, he was ahead of Trey. But who right. knows, though, man? I mean, who was it? Uh, Davis Mills or whatever. Davis Mills went to Houston and he had a great game. I don't know if anybody, if either you saw yes. that, but he had a great game for the Texans who have no one on their team. Like, literally no one. The worst roster in the I, NFL. I, yeah. Deshaun is like, please, for the love of God, can all these people step down saying accusations, accusations get me? <laughs> because I want to get out of town. Like, <laughs> so bad. But I, Mac Jones might be the best. But mm. I think Trevor Lawrence is the best coming straight out of straight out of college. But Trevor Lawrence is the most talent, yeah. easily, and he's easily, and, he's, and yeah. he led like an actual program. Too. But he's not in the the but best position. So to succeed. did Mac Jones. He's not in the best position to succeed. I'll he's say not. that. Yeah, he's not. Because here's the deal: I don't like the idea of college coaches coming up. I well, okay. So for one, I hate Urban Meyer. That dude's just an awful human being. Um, but <laughs> uh, like, name the last college coach that came up and like was successful since Harbaugh and he has Carroll Steve I guess yeah Steve Carroll Pete Carroll um Pete Carroll what the hell am I saying Pete Carroll but but neither of those two have won a Super Bowl in the last seven eight years none of them have have put together impressive postseason runs in in the last six seven years yeah, they're both successful, but they weren't continually. I mean, all of the best NFL coaches started out in the NFL as assistants. Uh, yeah, I understand. For the most part. I, I yeah, I but yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, Nick Saban, for example, greatest college football coach of all time, has already and tried. Yeah, tried to come up to the NFL and couldn't make it work. Yeah, he couldn't. I work. mean, your Bill Snyder could not be an NFL football coach even in his prime. You know, like yeah, it's just it's. I don't think Urban Meyer is going to be a good, a good. I don't think he's gonna a good wait. coach. But we'll wait just, and see, I guess. Yeah, we'll just have to see. Colden, we'll get to you on uh, which one of the rookie QBs, man. What are you thinking? Um, I I think I'm gonna have to go because when you give me that question, I think it really depends on the situation that the guy ends up in. So I think I got to go with Trey Lance because I honestly think that he ended up in the best situation out of all of those quarterbacks he ended yeah. up with the, the best team the best coach the best like organization run like front office wise like they're just traditionally like a better team in the nfl so they're always going to be in the mix of like like high up there as talent wise and everything else i here's the thing i don't think he's going to be good for a while um i think it's going to take i think he should sit this entire year and you think about quarterbacks that are the best quarterbacks of all time they are quarterbacks that took a while to get into the system like drew Brees didn't start his first year yeah. um tom brady didn't start his first like he it, they, these guys that are hall of famers took a while to get used to the system yeah and i think that's where a lot of these rookie quarterbacks are going to fall into like holes with like trevor lawrence and uh zach wilson justin fields these guys that are going to be forced to start in the first like their first season these guys don't know how to run an nfl team yet and they're thrown into the fire so quick and they get so overwhelmed that they kind of shoot themselves in the foot so i think they're really doing it correct with trey lance and that they're kind of sitting him and let him like like absorb the system before they throw him into the fire i mean it worked with pat mahomes you guys saw that like it's like it they kind of need to get into the flow of things before they're thrown into the fire. And yeah. I think that they're doing it the best and that he'll be the most successful in the long run. Yeah. And Kyle Shanahan is, is a great coach too. And and we forget too, that the 49ers are just a year removed from the Super Bowl as well. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's really, yeah, you're right. Colton. I, I just didn't like what Trey Lance did against the chiefs in a preseason no, but also it's his first game so like I, you can't really like all of this speculation talk is going to be useless in 10 years anyway so, i saw i saw something that said that like trey lance before that game like the last time he completed a a pass was 480 days ago or something crazy like yeah it's been like so long since he's been in an actual game because he took out uh he opted out last year and he's still young like yeah it's gonna take him a minute but i think he's got yeah. the best system in place for him to be successful okay awesome we're gonna move on to drop the ball we're gonna finish this up real quick so 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 who wants to go first uh i think i think 
Wait. I think I'll go first because mine's kind of mine. Mine's kind of a chagrin. It's uh, it's mm-hmm. it's really funny though. I, I, Travis Kelsey, what are you doing, bro? You shaved the beard and you just had the mustache, or you shaved the beard and only had the goatee and the mustache, which was an awesome look. Which it was, really it, was great. it looked good, and then he mm-hmm. shaved the goatee and just just had the mustache, which was already a bad idea. When we were like, "Yo, dude, you look like you look like it's a porn stash. It looked not <laughs> great. Yeah. And then he just shaved that, and so now he's just like, Ugh. "I'm like, and I'm gonna be honest. I, I mean, it, the picture that I saw." Wasn't a good picture. <laughs> You're right, <laughs> but it's a bad. I picture. remember when he had like when he like had the exact same haircut he does now. Yeah, and no facial hair like four years ago, and he I don't remember him looking that bad with it. Yeah, I d- I don't know what happened, but like, yeah, he, his dude his his girlfriend probably was like, you need to grow that. I don't know. Shit she back. is so hot though. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm she's aware. so hot. She tweeted about it, actually. She was just like, I'm riding with him. I was like, all right. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's rich enough that that's cool, but uh, he's made over a hundred million dollars. If yeah. that dude was, if I, if that was me, and I looked like that after I shaved, I mean, I think I look better without facial hair. But if I like, if I looked like that after I shaved, do you know how quick almost every girl on like our campus would probably just drop my ass? Yeah, like no question. <laughs> I it it's crazy. I he needs to just grow it back. Like I saw the my favorite meme was uh, Travis Kelsey went from, uh, oh God, okay, I'm mad. It said Travis Kelsey went from she calls me daddy to to uh, I'll take I'll be I'll let her be back home by <laughs> I'll take eight. I'll bring her home by eight. <laughs> I'll bring her home by eight. I saw sir. that. Oh, it's so funny. Anyway, okay, I'm gonna move to Jackson. Jackson, yeah. you go. Yeah, for, you, yeah. Go um, you go first. Colton's Second. got a better one than me. Um, so the Detroit Lions. Oh God. They've had a long poverty snapper. franchise. They've had a long oh. snapper for uh, 17 seasons named Don Mulback. Um, he's like. Uh, Easily the probably the longest like ten year long snapper in NFL history, second most years as a Detroit Lion in Detroit Lion history, um, and they released him. Granted, he's forty, so I mean like you know, I get yeah. it. He's still got to be able to block a little bit as a long snapper, and and you know I mean, it gets tough to do that when you turn forty. Uh, however, they did it, and this isn't necessarily their fault, but. They did it on his 40th birthday. So wow. this this dude who's been a Detroit Lion his whole career um, for 17 seasons um, got cut on his birthday by the team that he like had his whole career with. And wow. Man, that's Dan, just tough. And, and like Dan, Dan Campbell is really messing things up. <laughs> he got there and he's just ruined. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, I think it's. I mean, it's 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 just unfortunate that his birthday fell like One on the cut day. Time. Yeah, but like, damn, I don't I, I don't know. The Lions, I guess, would drop the ball. I got to think that they could have kept him around until the next cut date, just so they didn't do it on his 40th birthday. But man, yeah, that's that terrible. Oh, Dan Campbell, that's a, wait, that's a former Saint Saint, right? Yeah, Saint. Yeah, he was our tight ends coach. Um, and now he's their their head coach. One one kneecap at a time, baby. That's one <laughs> kneecap at a time. Oh yep. shit. Okay, we're gonna move on to you, Colden. You got the best one, so congratulations. Um, yeah. So my drop the ball is just dedicated to uh, old Tim Tebow, <laughs> and I don't know. He was uh, just recently today released by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, <laughs> Tebow was trying to make a comeback as a tight end um, after being seven years removed from the NFL and playing piss poor baseball. Yeah, and playing for the Mets for like a hot second. Um, no, he didn't. He never played for the Mets. He played for the minor Mets organiz- the more Yeah, the, yeah, the organization. organization. He was drafted by the organization or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, the whole thing just kind of felt like a publicity stunt from the get go. Like they were just like, oh, let's just get a bunch of t- like uh, like jersey sales and like um, clout from this. But I mean, Tebow did look jacked and everything. He kind of like, put on weight for the tight end position but if y'all watch that video that i saw where he was like trying <laughs> he's to, trying to block he's trying to block somebody it was just like yeah he like he like he like bounces off of the pile <laughs> yeah, and spins around and then yeah, runs into his own player trying to get back up did you see the second one today i saw oh, sorry yeah. sorry colton 
Yeah, I saw a few. Yeah, I saw the one today. Somebody overreacted and said, Tim Tebow didn't make the team as a tight end because he is a devout, open Christian. And Fact. Then- <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Tim Tebow was cut was cut from a team because he was a, a devout, outspoken Christian. Wow. Fact. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, somebody took that. So he took the video of him literally trying to block somebody and him putting them in the ground. <laughs> like, they took that video and was like, there you go. And the yeah. thing that, like, uh, I think Colden touched on this just a second, but, bro... Those aren't even like starters in the NFL. He was going up against like third third stringers. Third stringers. And you could tell one of them was like, dude, just get out of the way. Yeah, they were just like, (laughs) please, for the love of God, sit down. I would love to see him go against like, who do they play week one? Probably like the Colts or like the. Or like the Texans. Could you imagine Jadavion Clowney on him? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Could you imagine literally. Any uh, any any ten year defensive line, yeah. Like JJ yeah. Watt would absolutely obliterate that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. I'm just upset because we play the Jaguars next week for preseason. Oh and no! I was hoping we get a, like a Let's Cam say, Jordan, like Tebow, like your defensive line would have ate him up. <laughs> Yo, it been Cam, so Jordan, Cam Jordan, Cam Jordan would have been like, please, I don't want to play any yeah. other game. I just want to play for yeah. once. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that'd be so funny. Just Please to like put his ass on the ground. That'd be yeah. so funny. Oh, that'd they be play so Houston good. first. Uh, first, first game. Yeah. Well, they don't have anybody on their team anymore, nah. so it's it's fine. The Jags then, actually might win. They that do game. play Denver week too, so they would have had Von Miller. You would have had Tim Tebow trying to block Von Miller. Yeah. And Bradley Chubb. And Bradley Chubb. That would have been nasty. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you, Colden, for joining us this week. I really appreciate it, brother. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Uh, when the Chiefs play the Saints again, which I don't know when that will be. Hopefully in the Super Bowl 56. Super Bowl, right? yeah. Jameis <laughs> versus uh, Pat. We'll yeah. Let's that. go. Let's go. Let's go. go. Uh, I'd watch the hell out of I that. I don't think I want to – I don't think I'd want to, like, see Colden that week. Like, if we would ever <laughs> play them. Like, he would give me way too much shit if, like, Jameis came in and beat the Chiefs. In the Super Bowl. I would never let you hear the editor. I'd give myself a lot of shit if Jameis came in and beat the Chiefs. I might have to become a Saints fan if that happened. I'm no. not going to lie. Oh, my Why God. Not? Anyway, thank you, Colden. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you guys next week, hopefully, with, uh, with everybody back. With everybody back. And we don't have to make a call or do anything Colden, else be like prepared that. next week. All yeah, right? I, I'll be on call, y'all. <laughs> cool. Awesome. We will see you next week. And until next time, you know what it be. Don't drop the ball. Thank you.